Welcome to Visma Ski Classics podcast, Livigno to Levin. Visma Ski Classics is the long distance ski championships with 12 pro tour events and 35 pro teams, bringing professional and recreational skiers together. We will analyze the events on the tour, portray the legends of the sport, and help you to become a better skier. Greetings to you all, all Visma Ski Classics fans around the globe. This is Livinio to Levi podcast. I am your host, Teemu Virtanen. And my guest today is Heli Heiskanen, the best female long-distance skier from Finland. And on t- uh, today's episode, we're going to talk about Visma Ski Classics, of course, skiing, life, all kinds of fun stuff. So uh, join us, sit back and enjoy our chat and get ready for some action. Kelly, good to have you on our show. So, uh, of course, the first question is, how's life in Posio? You live very uh, uh, up north uh, in Finland. Do you guys have any snow yet? Uh, firstly, thank you for uh, this opportunity to join this podcast. Um, right now in Posio, uh, we don't have natural snow, not at all. And this is quite strange situation for us. <laughs> Strange. So you usually have lots of snow there, correct? Yes, yes. Normally we have natural snow everywhere, so we can use all our tracks here. But now we have to go, for example, Rovaniemi to ski in artificial track and uh, to walk at the, because we don't have any snow here. And Posio, for those people out there who are not that familiar with the Finnish geography, uh, Posio uh, is located uh, really close to uh, Kuusamo and Ruka, mm-hmm. and of course, Rovaniemi is in, is in uh, you just mentioned Rovaniemi isn't really that far uh, for you guys, and I guess there's uh, like a 2.5 kilometer track mm-hmm. open there, correct? Uh, uh, yes, um, uh, actually now in uh, Rovaniemi there's seven kilometers, so well, that's quite a lot. Quite, yes, they open it today, um, but. Of course, we have to travel there 140 kilometers. So it's like uh, I had to make short training camps there because it's not wise to go there every day. Speaking of training, uh, how has your training proceeded so far over the summer and, of course, the fall season? Now we're getting pretty close to the the start of the season. Um, after last season, I've been health all the time. Um, so. I think my training has been quite well. I have made some differences uh, to my training calendar and happy to train. And so I'm quite curious to see how it's going to look like in the first races. So Let's talk about those differences. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know uh, what have you changed <laughs> and how, how did you train in the past? And what are those new things that you kind of discovered? Uh, well, the endurance is not my weakest thing. So um, I told to my coach last spring that I want to bring more strength uh, to my double polling. So we have made uh, gym trainings more and, of course, some uh, uh, sprint trainings also. So like one minute periods, uh, uh, 30 times like this. So they are quite hard trainings, but but I like it. 
And your co- coach is actually one of the most famous uh, coaches in Finland, Jarmo Riski. Yes, yes. He's a great Can person. you say a word about him? <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Um, I I believe that he's the best coach I have ever had because um, it's like speaking with him and uh, speaking about uh, training and um, and and uh, how he listened to me. So it's I get really good feedback and uh, I think he can push me over the hard times always, even if I feel my training is not going so well, he can make right changes. And if it's something else, like if I'm stressed about something, <laughs> he can speak about that too, because he wants to know almost everything about my trainings. How much do you train every year? How many hours? And you just mentioned that you change it a bit. So kind of the ratio mm-hmm. between uh, the intensive training uh, slash, you know, the... Uh, endurance mm-hmm. uh, last years i trained 900 hours and that's I know quite a lot i know that's a lot but uh, i think that this season it's not going to be so much because i think the quality has been better so sometimes i'm really tired and then we rest and we rest until i feel myself fresh so, so. so when you say quality what quality is better you mean like more intensive trainings or you kind of skip the uh kind of the you know the so-so trainings um i mean like hard intensity trainings because in posia mostly i train by myself here is not any other woman i if i made some trainings together with somebody else they are men so Everybody knows me in Finland that I'm the woman who trains with the men. So my training partners are the partners I can't ever win. <laughs> so they push me. And you me train really. with your husband? Yes, of course, with my husband and with other athletes here too. But uh, Tegan push my limits more. And then, of course, when everything goes well, I'm sometimes tired. And then when I'm tired, I have to rest. <laughs> And your husband, uh, just for those uh, listening to this, is Esamursu, uh, also a famous uh, skier here in Finland. Uh, he's been around, you know, for for ages, and uh, he has uh, he has. Uh, I think it was his best result is fifth, correct? At, at the Finnish national nationals, and he's one of the the best long distance skiers uh, in our country. Yes, he's been few times in the fifth position in fifty k in Finland national championships. So, but. It's not, he's not the strongest uh, anymore, but of course he can help me in my trainings. And I think it's really good for my, for me. What is your favorite uh, workout? What is something that you like the most? Like the most? Ah, of course I like running, but I don't know. It's, I think it's not the best training session for double polar um but i i also like to do not the long trainings like slow slow trainings but a little bit more intensity not the heart you know not in the maximum but i like to i don't know that does the other people then finish 
people knows that it's like um, level three. So I like to do that kind of trainings, like one hour. That yeah, they categorize these training sessions differently in, in each country. But uh, mm. what are what are kind of the um, uh, things that you feel that you need to improve on? What are kind of the uh, 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 the, your, your weaknesses that you, you feel that need a little bit more work? Um, of course, I'm not the fastest woman in the Vismas area, and I, I know it, but I think I need for to be faster, I need more power. So we have tried to have that more. And of course, skiing in the high intensity for a long time. And it's also, I think it's the main key is the power also. So because my problem is that I have quite good VO2, but when I double pole, I can't have that all capacity to use. So that's my problem. So you've been training I, a lot just to get get that capacity out of you. Mm, that's right. Because it's easy for me when I run or go in a long uphill. But when we go in the flat parts and double poling, it's not so easy for me to use all my VO2. We'll talk about training a little bit later on, and we'll get to hear some comments from your uh, dear uh, opponents. But uh, now let's talk about last season a little bit. Not just the last season, but the uh, the season before as well. Uh, you were pretty close, uh, but still you haven't been able to kind of max out, as you said, your capacity yet. Because uh, kind of find the speed or the, the tempo that uh, you've been kind of craving for. So mm-hmm. can you shed a little bit of light on that? And what could be the reason? And and what how do you, how would you analyze last season and the, the year before? Um, about last season, I've got some other problems uh, almost through all the season. So I was a little bit too nervous and it was so difficult to focus. And for for me, it's so important to um, also focus the races. And, you know, it's like when I feel good, my, my results are good. And I didn't feel good at all last season. So I was in the good shape, shape also last year, but my other problems, they, I, I think they ruled all my races, but it's life. What can you do? And, um, but uh, years before that, um, my best results, result has been fourth in Yserska and sixth in Vasalopet. And I've been so close to podium there for example, in Yserska, that I have the will to do things better and I want to be there, but the other girls, are they are so strong. So I have to just work more and have some more self-confidence, I, I think, because um, I have win the girls who have been in the podium. So I know that in good day, it's always possible but it's hard. <laughs> and the women's field is also uh, 
growing and getting stronger every year. So it's mm. harder and harder uh, to be close to the podium. Mm, that's right, because the, the speed during the races has raised so much that you have to follow those steps also. So I have to also be faster all, during the races all the time. So in the uphills, in the downhills, in every part of the track. Speaking of which, you know, think about Lena Kuskrens and, and Britta's, Britta Johansson Nukren's amazing performances. For example, uh, yeah, at Vasalopet, you know, Lena was, uh, fifth, I think she was 57th in the overall results, meaning yes. men and women combined. So that is a pretty, pretty, you know, fast, you know, pace and, and speed if you're able to go that fast and, and fight against. Uh, the best of the best in 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 the, in the men's field as well because mm. she finished together with Elias Ernusov, uh, so definitely the speed is really high high in in the women's races as well. Yeah, have you she, noticed that that it's it's it has it has grown it has uh, gone it, up. Yes, definitely because if you what's uh, like um, every races after after the races when you watch. Uh, from the TV or something, how the race has been. So you notice that women can follow the men. So I think that's one point also. So strong women, they can beat strong men. So it's unbelievable because a few years ago, it wasn't even possible. And now we have few girls who can do that. So. And you train so. with men, so... You should have yes. the, uh, you know, kind of the advantage there as well. Yes, yes, of course, of course. But um, I think training with men helps me, but also because I can't train all the time with men, I need also some strong women with me train, uh, who can train with me also. But it's not so easy here in Finland because we don't have so many double polers. And uh, some other girls who make only the normal distances, they're a little bit worried about doing too much double polling, which is, I think it's quite weird. But I hope I will have some more company sometimes. Why is that the case? Why are they afraid of double polling? I, d I don't know. It's maybe, of course, it's hard. I, I remember when I started to do double polling, uh, before I was even in Visma ski ski classics, I felt myself a little bit like, oh, I feel so bad. I feel myself a little bit sick. I, it was like I felt it in all my body, but I haven't felt that anymore. It's getting easier and easier all the time. But of course, it depends how the track is. Is it uh, difficult or hard or what is it? But... But I think some girls, they're afraid of uh, to cross their limits, I think. Because, of course, it's easy to be in the area where you are, you feel yourself comfortable. I don't know. Would you say that uh, the long-distance skiing in Finland also needs a bit of a boost, at least in terms of women, that there are not enough, mm -hmm. not enough good uh, female skiers? Uh, yes, I think some athletes, they think that they are going to be slow if they do long distance races. And um, 
And of course, it's a question of training also, because um, people think that things that they have to train a lot. But um, I think it's not so much because if you do your trainings well and you are not too tired so you can have also good results even if you don't train so much because you uh, i think that uh, you have to be you know it's not wise to be um tired all the time yeah, I think that's a bit of a uh, the, the most common misconception of, of long distance skiing and the training uh, that it's just a lot of endurance and really slow paced. Uh, the funny thing is that it's actually quite the opposite. You know, a lot of uh, our pro team athletes, you included, you do a lot of sprints and uh, intensive, mm -hmm. you know, uh, trainings, intervals, things like that. It's not just going five hours, you know, slow paced. That's just mm -hmm. one part of it. And that's probably yeah. something a lot of, uh, standard distance skiers uh, have misunderstood or don't really comprehend. Mm, but I I think also that in, in last spring, the all the feedbacks in social media when people made like uh, two hundred kilometers trains, so uh, it's not the right picture I think because it's of of course you can do do also that kind of things but you can't do it every day i also make make long trainings but i don't put them into social media <laughs> yeah that was a bit of a special you know the corona times you know when, when everybody went a little bit overboard and crazy with all these long distances you know but that's of course is not the case every year it was kind no. of a special occasion uh, with all this, you know, Anders Auckland doing 500k and so forth, and even Thea Krukamura the 24 hours and and so forth. But um, it's just a, it's a fun part of of the sport as well. But uh, going back to what you said earlier, uh, I don't want to uh, uh, pry too much, but um, um, you mentioned your problems. Uh, so can you elaborate or shed a little bit more light on that? What 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 really made the last or the, this season? so different for you why was it so why were you nervous why was it so so uh, uh challenging for you um i think everything went really went well before the season so uh, i don't want to open it too much but there is there were some conflicts with the persons so um i'm the person who is all, almost uh, all the time in a really good mood so when I feel depressed, uh, it's I feel it in all my body. So I was so sad and tired on all of this in uh, because all of this. So uh, then I didn't sleep so well. And but after this this, uh, this Corona came, I think it things. Uh, differently and um, I was thinking that it's the one one life and uh, and I want to cooperate with the people who gives me more power because the life is so short so I have followed this line and now I feel myself really good and I'm so happy to have 
these people around me who are now helping me. So you would say you're really a sensitive person and you feed off of other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So <laughs> it, I know it's so stupid, but what can you do? It's my first gift. So <laughs> because I I make all the things in my full heart. So so and I want all the best to all the people. And uh, if you have some problems you can't solve, it's <laughs> so difficult for me. Uh, last spring I spoke with my coach and he gave me and also with my husband and friends and they everybody gave me some good advice for life <laughs> and um, of course it helped me and let's see what next season is going to bring <laughs> yeah, what i was going to say is that it's, it's very it's good that you uh, you point that out that you you really you know bring this bring this forth uh uh, the fact that uh, not not just the training and all that, it's a kind of the overall package, the, the balance that you need in your life to do well. Mm. And sometimes people tend to forget about that, that, you know, it's not just how much you train, but you have to have all things in, or, uh, uh, in order, correct? Yes, but uh, I have had this, I say, gift all my life. It has helped me a lot because, as you know, um, I'm a teacher, so it's also helping me in my, when I work, it helps me because I see and I feel the things quite easily, but sometimes in life, it's not so easy, but I'm all the time learning more about myself. <laughs> so... <laughs> Indeed, you always learn in life. And we'll get to your vocation a little bit later on. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. We talk about your teaching. Teaching. Uh, I'm a teacher as well, so I know I know what it, what it takes to be a teacher. But um, before that, uh, before we really get into you, you as a person, a little bit more mm-hmm. about the uh, the skiing and uh, Bismarck Ski Classics and, and the um, last season and the seasons before. Uh, you've now been part of the uh, Bismarck Ski Classics in different teams. Uh, you represented a Czech team, Valdava Fun mm-hmm. team, uh, last season, and you changed uh, your team, and you are still staying within the kind of the same parameters. Meaning, uh, again, another Czech team. Can yes. you shed a little bit of a light on that as well? Yeah, I was two years in Italic team and two years in Valdavapun team, and uh, of course, I want to thank all the other teams I have you know presented. Um, I've enjoyed to be there, but uh, last spring when Corona came, uh, I noticed that I need something more. And then I got an opportunity to join Slavia Povistovna team. And there is also Stanislav Rechak and also the, um, one vaccine man from the Valtava Fund ski team. So... I got the message from them that they want me to join in that team. And that's why I'm in the Slavia Povistovna team. <laughs> As you said, you are there with the legend, Stanislav Rezak. How do yeah. you guys communicate? Uh, uh, Rezak can speak a little bit German and I speak a little bit German too. But um, let's see. I haven't spoke with him many times. I have spoke with uh, his wife more <laughs> when I was in uh, Czech Republic. But let's see. 
Of course, if we have some problems, I can also use Google Translator. I know it's not the best one, but well, it's quite good when you are abroad and you don't have a language together. <laughs> Sign language. That's the yeah. uh, you know the most common language in the world, I guess. Um, yeah. Speaking of Rezak, uh, what do mm. you think that you can learn from him? He's been around, you know, for ages, and he definitely is, you know, one of the greatest legends of the sport and also Visma Ski Classics le legend. Um, of course, um, you can always learn about something about training because there are so many different kinds of ways to train. So uh, I want to see how he's making different things like testing the skis and uh, preparing himself the races and things like this. And also I think it, the main thing is maybe that because he is the so strong person, I believe he will give, give me good mental, you know, uh, strength to the next season. Because when you know that uh, you are in the same team with so big person, it's an honor. What are your goals for next season? Uh, the level has raised it so much. So, and I don't know what this, what's the level going to be next year, but... I want to improve my doings. Of course, I hope to be in the top eight. <laughs> I, previous years, I've always said that I want to be in top six, but they're so strong girls. I'm happy if I have, uh, I can bring the best of me as many races as possible. So without any stressing or like this, because I know then I can make really good results. For me, the, the emotion is the main thing. I can. And what is the most? What is the most important race for you? Uh, are they all equal? No, they are not equal because, of course, I like some races more than others. Uh, of course, Basalopet, the main race, I think, to everybody, and then I like Yuserska. And um, are you supposed um, to say Ulles Levi? You're from Finland. Ah, yes, but it's I, I am not there yet <laughs> because I was thinking, of course, Ulles Levi, but um, I'm also interested about Ore because it's hard track and 100 kilometers. So I think these four. So that should actually suit mm. you really well because you have a good endurance. The new one, mm. Ore, Ore Ferslope, 100k, really tough for a course. Yeah, yeah, I. That's why I'm expecting that. <laughs> but I know it's really hard. I've made it once, but it wasn't so long, <laughs> and it was really hard. And then over the years, when you think about Vismaski Classics, because uh, you've been part of it, you know, for for quite a many quite many years, uh, right now. So how much has that evolved, and what have you kind of learned as an athlete by being part of the uh, the circuit? Uh, before I came to Visma Ski Classics, I was making some normal races in Finland and also um, in Rokain World Cup and like this. Um, I have learned, it's 
it's so different worlds, I think. People are more happy there. And uh, of course, you learn something from other nationality and cultures and like this. But also, I've learned a lot of about myself. Before I was athlete in uh, Visma Ski Classics, I was working. But last four years, I've been only an athlete. So um, I've learned it a little bit, if you can say, like uh, living as an entrepreneur. So <laughs> you have become maybe. a uh, professional. Yeah, more professional. I think I've always lived like a professional when I've been an athlete, but it's different when you are so many months away from your home, your family. Who are your favorite uh, skiers or the kind of the greatest or dearest friends and then like the, the, the rivals, the greatest rivals? I don't know. The, uh, the women, they are so great persons. I like um, Roxanne, for example, and I also, of course, Terhi Hollari. Uh, but I, I'm the person who is speaking with everybody. So <laughs> uh, I can't compare the girls because they all are so great persons. <laughs> Indeed, they all are really great. And now we get a chance to listen to them, some of them, uh, as they analyze uh, or tell us uh, about you. Hello, I'm Roxane Lacroix, athlete in the team Decathlon Experience. We are used to fight on the same place or race together with Haley. I think she has a good experience on long distance races and Vismaski classics, so she knows well where she has to pick up the pace or save energy. I have the feeling that she never gives up until the finish line, even if she's not in a good day. And she's also mentally strong to jump in the group and take advantage of suction because we all know how important it is. She's also fair play, which is really important in sports. Hi, I'm Terhi Pollari. I ski for Ski Marathon Team Austria. Um, as a Finn, I have been skiing with Heli for several years, both in Finland in normal distances and, and of course in ski classics. Um, Heli might not be the fastest sprinter, but she is she has a really great endurance. So that is her strength and that is what makes her a really good long distance skier. She has been really hard to win and she has been that all the years and uh, the longer and harder the course is the better she gets as a person she is focused and determined and she puts effort even to the smallest details and um, i think this tells about her strong will to win and uh, to show her best in every competition Heli, after listening to uh terhi roxanne and astrid uh I think now you can return the favor and um, describe them. Let's start mm -hmm. uh, with Terhi, because she's also from Finland and she's been around for a long time uh, as well. What kind of a skier is she and, and how do you know her? Um, I have known Terhi for many years because we have also raced 
I've raced with her in normal distances. Um, for me, I think that Terhi is really strong woman. So I can't even compare my muscle power to hers. Uh, she's really, really strong. And uh, yeah, she's a great person because <laughs> always when I'm with her, for example, testing skis or just chatting, I forgot all other things because it's like enjoying of life with her. So, <laughs> And then Roxanne. Uh, as a skier, uh, Roxanne is r really fast, I think. But sometimes I think that she start, starts the races too fastly. So uh, she's not her strongest in the last part. Uh, but I like to race with her because um, she's the girl who who can also cooperate with me quite easily so if we are behind other girls we can you know do like two minutes and change in two minutes and change in like bicycle races and then it's helping her and it's helping me and uh, i think after every race we are asking how how was it how was the race and like this so it seems to me that you know you're really having a having a good time and having fun in, in Bismarcky Classics, uh, surrounded it, by great people. Yes, definitely, and I I like to speak with uh, with the people, and it's like I I think that in the races it's like also like a lifestyle, but of course um, I have my own goals, but when I'm reaching my goals. I also want to have fun and enjoy the life. <laughs> that is important to enjoy life. Uh, but next, let's talk about you as a person and also your career uh, aside of skiing. Heli, let's go back a little bit. And when I say back, I mean like all the way back to your childhood and then over there and uh, and talk about the kind of the time when you got into skiing and why did you choose uh, skiing and you mentioned earlier that before Visma Ski Classics uh, you did a lot of racing in Finland all kinds of distances and a lot of long distance uh, skiing and you were definitely the best long distance skier uh, in Finland even before you joined Visma Ski Classics but how did you get started? Um, my father was a skier, so I think that's quite normal story in northern Finland. Uh, so um, when I was a small, I was going to ski with him, but he never wanted to me be wanted that I was a skier, you know, like professional. But it was so natural for me, so. For me, it was like paradise to spend all my weekends on the skis, and I'm still on that road. <laughs> and um, I started to train like when I was 10 years old, so quite young. And we have a re we had a really good group in Kusamo, so there I spent my childhood. So I know, for example, the Ruka tracks quite well. 
So, mm, and many of my friends were also skier. So it was quite, mm, how can you say? So natural steps to follow uh, skiing uh, to the adulthood. Um, when I was younger, I also, uh, I made some running races and also some gymnastics and swimming also. I'm a quite good swimmer. Uh, I'm a lifesaver, for example. I don't know. It's so difficult to tell because it's my life habit. <laughs> it's been part of your life, you know, forever. Yeah, um, because also a husband is a skier. So <laughs> what can you imagine? <laughs> did you do well from the get-go or this, did it take a while before you gonna realize that you actually have a knack for this i mean racing and and so forth um i also when i was a teacher teenager i made the races also but i got my first coach when i was 19 years old and then my trainings went more professional and quite quickly my results get better so when i saw that my results they get better and better i want to have that more so um, that was the reason why i continued also the adulthood and then um some point i tried some marathon races like finlandia hito uh, and uh, then I realized, well, hey, this is quite nice. Maybe I have to try it also in uh, Vasalopet and other races. And then uh, I heard, oh, there is some uh, serie like uh, ski classics. Then I, I was thinking, hmm, how is it possible to have a place there? Because in Finland, we didn't have any teams there in that time. So every time I went to... Vasalopet, I always was thinking that this is one opportunity to, to me to uh, show my uh, my shape and my results. And in one spring, I got an email from Italy team that, hey, are you interested to join this Visma Ski Classics? And okay, that's the reason why I'm right here. How did you feel when you got that uh, message that, hey, you want to join us? You want to be part of Ismaski Classics? Firstly, I think I was like, hey, what is this spam or something? But then I read this all, all the emails. No, no, this is definitely, this is the right email. Of course, I I have spoke about my dream to many people. And then they know somebody who knows somebody. And then they contact me. So there is a long story to have a first place in business key classics. When you want something really badly and you work for it, everything is possible. <laughs> and that team, uh, by the way, was of the Bruno De Petoli's uh, Italian team that you represented for two uh, years, as you said earlier. Yes, it was the Futura. Futura was the first. So the, um, Andrea Buttavoni was the first team. Going back to the results, uh, results before Visma Ski Classics, you talked about mm-hmm. it a little bit, uh, but how well did you really do? I mean, I know that you won uh, Finlandia Hito. I think you won it a couple of times, correct? I think like four or five times. 
once in skating and another by classic. Um, international championships um, in the individual races, I've been the best result seventh, I think. Uh, I have also some in marathon distances. Uh, in some years, we got also international championships in the Serie, if you remember. Uh, I won it twice, so gold medals there. And uh, then have, I have some medals from relays in, in three times five, five kilometers. And uh, in sprint relay, I've been the fourth place uh, with Mona Lisa Nosianen. When did you realize that you are actually really good at long distances? Was there like a epiphany or a defining moment? Uh, um, I don't know. Maybe when I won the Finlandia heat the first time, because I, it's everybody in Finland knows that it's so, it's a really big race. And uh, when I won it, I when and I, when I collided the stadium, I almost cried <laughs> because then it was so big moment for me because uh, I was so happy. What year and, was that? Do you remember? Oh uh, no, I don't remember. Uh, not I don't remember anymore. And then one year I also won this. Uh, on Saturday and then on Sunday, the boat skating and classic. So maybe that. And also the Laponia Ski Week in uh, in Lapland. I won twice. So I think those are the moments when I realized that I can be really good. And as we have now stated that your husband is also a, a skier, Esamursu, but how did you meet him? Uh, we we were in the same sport club in Finland in Kuusamon Eräveikot, and of course I've been in the uh, training camps with him many times, but then I wasn't interested at all. It took like nine years for him to get nine me interested. Nine years. Yes, uh, to get me interested. That's a long courtship. <laughs> Yes, I was a difficult. Because, oh, you were a difficult uh, person, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was difficult because I'm not getting interested about uh, people in that mind so easily. <laughs> so. <laughs> but now you're married. Yeah, so we're married and uh, five years. We've been married and together 14 years. No, 13. <laughs> and how did he propose? It took him nine years to, to to get you to get you interested, and uh, uh, then finally you got married. But do you remember the day when he uh, proposed to you, and how did he do that? Yeah, he's not so romantic person. So uh, we just we were speaking about that, <laughs> so it's quite boring. And then we realized, okay, he said he wants to uh, spend the rest of the life with me, and. So <laughs> here we are, married. So, but it's a long story. 
It, prob <laughs> it probably happened and, and, and while you guys were like doing a long distance training, correct? Skiing out there in Posio, another uh, five hour training, correct? Uh, maybe something like that. <laughs> and then your teaching. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that you are a teacher and yes. you've been a teacher, you know, for, for uh, quite some time. Uh, what are you teaching at the moment? Um, mathematics subjects. So um, now I'm teaching mathematics, chemistry, and physics. <laughs> For uh, it's the junior high, correct? Seventh, yes. eighth, and ninth graders. Yes, and teenagers, correct. How is it? <laughs> How is the job? Um, I I like it. I've done it many years. So, and I like to work with uh, the teenagers, so um, it's not bad. I enjoy it, so I like my job. <laughs> but aren't they the most difficult ones, teenagers? Uh, they can be, but I also like some jokings, and uh, uh, they're also quite great persons, but they are just learning life. So I understand the life is not always so easy. They want to be uh, also rebel. <laughs> and how would you describe yourself as a teacher? I want that my students, they get the, uh, the best numbers in school. So I'm ready to work for it. And uh, But I think I'm also quite easy person to ask questions if they if they want because of course i'm mostly always i'm quite good mood so i believe that it's like positivity helps also the teenagers so uh, i want that everybody have fun in my lessons and they enjoy to sit there and do things and chat with me. I have always said that they can ask me almost everything. I don't give answers to everything, but they can ask me everything. <laughs> Definitely a person that they can lean on and, and rely on and, and uh, get support whenever needed. Yeah. And of course, they know I live in a small commune, so everybody knows me. So, of course, it's easier uh, for them also to uh, uh, lie on me because they know me <laughs> so well. Uh, one of my mental is that I want to reach uh, the best results also in teaching. So I've tried to be more relaxed. <laughs> so, but it's a difficult sometimes because I want to do everything for the teenagers. <laughs> is teaching something that you always had in your mind uh, when you were a teenager? Was that your kind of a dream job? No, definitely not. Oh, uh, interesting. No, no, because I've made also some um, things with the sport. As I said, I'm quite a good swimmer because I'm also, uh, also the lifesaver. So I've also teach, teach uh, swimming and uh, some small groups in sports, uh, but uh, I don't know. Um, I want, if, when I was young, I wanted to study physiotherapist, 
and also um, maybe I also wanted to be doctor, but um, then there was something in mathematics. <laughs> and now I'm a teacher, so. So how did I don't that know. come about? Suddenly you just decided or someone somebody asked you to do the teaching or um yes, maybe, but I've always liked to be in the school. So that's maybe one reason also. Um before I studied to started to study as a teacher, I also made some lessons, but I don't know. I I like it so much, so maybe that's the main reason why I I'm a teacher now. <laughs> so do you think that you will stick with it after your skiing career, that this is the kind of the path you're on? I don't know. A few years ago, I was thinking to study more because my grades are quite good. So that's one opportunity too, because um, I'm also another teacher than mathematics, chemistry, and physics, because I can also uh, teach the younger students. So, but let's see if I feel that I want to do something else. I can always every time go back to school, <laughs> but now I feel myself quite happy. And then what else do you do besides teaching and skiing? Or do you have any time for anything else? Mm, I'm also an entrepreneur, but it's quite small thing in my life. I help people in my area to have some sport sport products and I make some testing testing things and and like this. But I also like writing. So for a few years I made some articles to Ullaslevi. Media. So I don't know. Writing is also one opportunity to me, I think, because it's so. I like it. It's like flow when I write. But, you mean you can, would like to be a, like a journalist or a reporter? Uh, yes, that's one. What I could to do. But it needs time. So it's that time is not now when I'm an athlete but maybe someday, because a few years ago, one woman asked me to write to the local newspaper but about trainings, but then I was too busy, but maybe. Anything else? How do you kill time, you know, when you're not training or teaching? Any, uh, any other I, hobbies or? Um, uh, of course, I, I listen podcasts and... Um, Bisma Ski Classics, mm. our po podcast. Uh, yes, almost. Uh, yes, almost every part <laughs> I have listened. Um, and I, I don't know. Sometimes, uh, I don't know. I like to do clothes, for example, but uh, not for many years because I think I don't have now time for it. Um, sometimes I draw. Uh, my husband thinks I'm a good drawer, but I don't think. <laughs> I'm you mean draw so or paint? You mean both uh, draw, 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 not paint, not painting, drawing. And I, li I like to bake and make food. I don't have so specialist uh, hobbies because I think 
now it's so important also to relax, not do the things all the time. Do you like music or movies, yes, TV shows? And if so, what kind? Uh, I I listen to radio many times, but uh, I'm so bad to watch movies because uh, I always fell asleep. <laughs> I like to watch, but... Uh, uh, many times I start to watch movies so late in the evening I fell asleep. So I can uh, watch the same movies every time again and again and again. And and, and I don't even know how they finished. <laughs> yeah, I think we're getting to a point that we are uh, wrapping up. But before we get to that point, let's talk about the future a little bit. Your future uh, as a mm-hmm. skier, but also your future uh, prospect, uh, prospects uh, in life as well. The future. It's always kind of tough to predict anything and have a crystal ball uh, in your hand. But uh, the immediate future, of course, is next season. Uh, we talked about that a little bit. Uh, but in terms of skiing, for how long do you think you'll be able to or willing to go on? And what are you hoping to to achieve in your uh, skiing career? I I believe that I will continue as long as I feel myself good. So many people have asked me about this. Uh, but of course, if the results are not uh, as high as I want it to be, then maybe I will think about it. But um, as a long-distance skier, I don't think that the age is not so, you can say it's a limit. Of course, it's some limit, but but it's not, you can say that when you're 40, you are out of the picture, but... but, Yeah, look at Anders uh, Anders Auckland, he's 48 and still going strong. Yeah. Yeah, but of course you have to be health and other things has been has to be in the good shape. So I don't know, but usually I say that uh, one season at a time because uh, you never know what your life is going to bring. So every year is a gift. <laughs> and the, the the achievements that you still wanna. When I get it, um, I mean, you mentioned that you're pretty close, and 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 of course you want to be on a podium one day, correct? Yes, I want, but I know it's a really hard goal because the girls are so strong. But in Vasalopet, I want to be again in top six, and uh, in some races in top three. But uh, of course, I know that these results uh, means that I have to be good in the all. Uh, in all the area in that day, I've, I have to have good skis and good day and I have to feel myself strong. But I hope that they will come when I'm I'm there. <laughs> and then what about uh, Visma Ski Classics? Since you've now been part of it for, for so many years and uh, it's constantly evolving, new things are coming uh, and being introduced is there anything that you'd like to uh, like to see taking place, uh, taking shape? Uh, and what do you think about the new uh, new uh, additions? You know the uh, 
Grand Classics, uh, we have the MySpaces and the ranking, we have challengers, so many new cool things happening all the time. Um, I think that all the changes are really interesting and uh, but uh, for a future um, I would like to see more skating races um, and also these longer races like in Ore but um, and maybe some weekends where we have uh, uh, two long races like one race in Saturday another on Sunday or one race in Friday and one in Sunday like this uh, because then you see the endurance differently and of course I know it's really if that happens those weekends are really really hard but um, I know that it it means that then we we athletes we need also some time when we don't have races so then the schedule can be uh, can have more space because you can't race every weekend but i would like to see more long longer races and then your personal future we talked about your teaching a little bit and kind of your career options but what about family i mean you have your husband but it is going to be uh, just uh, you, you and him. Uh, I hope someday, yes. But I, I know I'm not the, so young anymore. But, but of course, I understand that it's not the way that you only have children. It's um, I've got two sisters. One is older and one is younger. And they have both two children. And I love to spend time with them. So I also want to have a child of my own. But let's see when it happens. <laughs> and anything else you see in the future for you? So maybe if we don't speak only about um, being athletes, after my athlete career, I want to see more my friends. Now when I'm training and racing and traveling and, and it's also the same with my sisters and their children and of course my father i want to spend more time with them and also with esa <laughs> of course mostly he is not with me in the races so more family time but as a last question um something that you may or may may have or may have not uh, thought about but what would you be? What would you be if you went the skier? Okay, maybe I would be a runner. Or one solution for your question is also that maybe I have studied more, even more. <laughs> uh, I would be in some university or maybe a doctor or something. But now you mm -hmm. are a skier and you're doing well, and of course we hope that you will do extremely well uh, come the uh, new season season 11 and i think you will now everything's in balance with you uh, you've been training well uh, the new season will be an exciting and we'll hope to see you really high up there fighting against the best best of the best uh, thank you very much heli it was nice talking to you as always and good luck with your training and with your teaching and your happy family life 
Uh, and thank you. And thank you about this interview and podcast. This podcast is a W Sports Media production.